Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Come on, somebody else prophesy. He's your healer. I love that. He's our helper. Woo, man. There's breakthrough in the house today. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I feel the presence of God. Man, we've already had some amazing preaching going on this morning. I don't know if I need to preach. I mean, we got epic communion message. That was amazing. Come on. That was so good. And Cynthia prophesying already, getting us going. Gio dropping the hammer. Gio and Kirsten, so amazing, so faithful, so generous. I love that. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about the new year. I'm excited about today, first day, Vision Sunday. And uh, I, love, I love talking about vision. I love leading into the presence of God, what he wants to speak to us. For me, vision is so central. Every single day I get up, I live out of a response to doing exactly what I know God has called me to do. I, I don't wake up every day and just like randomly live life. I wake up and live my life in response to the mandates from heaven that God has given me. It's what fuels me. It's what stirs me. That way, if you have a good year or a bad year technically, that doesn't have to impact my obedience to saying, God, today and every day and all year, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to say yes to your call. I'm going to live in obedience to the purpose of God, and that's where the joy is at. That's where the fulfillment comes when we live in response to the vision of heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, high five somebody. Tell them it's going to be an amazing year. Come on, tell them God's with you. Come on, tell them he's your helper. Come on. All right. Love you guys. Come on, let's give it up for our production team and our worship team. Do we have in-ears this year? This Sunday, come on. Last Sunday, uh, part of the sound system decided to blow up on us. And uh, so the band had no monitors, no in-ear, and just, you know, flown by the Spirit and did absolutely incredible. It was amazing. Um, but uh, always nice to have your, your in-ears back working and in operation. So praise God for that. It's going to be amazing. I was like, every once in a while, I try to switch up the cover to my preaching iPad. Right now, I've got Beaver and Gabby Fleming on there. Come on, let's go. Come on, from the Nitro Circus Tour. Let's get, yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough, it's tough to do. You got to break world records. That's step one, so that helps. That I mean, you know, something to work on, Zach. I mean, you, you've broken a few records. You got, we can get you on there. We can get you on there. Gets you in there. Yeah, put on your vision card. Let's see what, let's see what we could all do together. It's going to be good. Um, man, I love, I absolutely, like I said, I love New Year's. I love fresh seasons. I love what God is going to do in this year. 
And so much of that is, is going to come in response to living out the purposes of God that he has given you, right? This isn't just about starting off a year and checking out a couple, you know, kind of like, ah, oh, this feels like a good goal, or these feel like good ideas to sort of head after. You know, our life, a lot of times, big goals, we've got to break down, or big like vision, dreams, we've got to break down into bite-sized sort of goals where we're stepping it out. But I don't live my life, purpose is not, you know, driven through a random temporal type of a goal. Purpose and vision and energy and fuel to go after every day, to go after the year that God wants for you is going to come more birthed out of vision that God gives you, dreams that he gives you, mandates that he places on your life. And we have one of those, every single one of us, I always like to say this, God's will is in his word right? So if you're like, man, what's the will of God? Well, guess what? Start in the word of God. It's actually pretty simple. Every single one of us have got mission and mandate that we can draw uh, power from. We can draw fuel from. We can draw vision and passion and dream from. You don't have to be like, man, I just hope someday God will give me a vision. Well, guess what? He's already given you a lot of them. They're in the book, okay? I encourage you, read God's word, get into God's word, because there is mission in his word. There's mandates in his word. Today, my message is called Mandate to Multiply, and, and God gives us specific things all throughout his word. In the following Jesus book, I list out several key areas where God gives us direction and gives us mandates through his word. And I want to encourage you guys, I want to encourage you guys to start there. If you're like, man, I don't really know exactly what I'm supposed to do with my life. Maybe you feel a little bit of that like, okay, you know, I got this career, I got family, I got whatever, but what is my mission? What am I, what's driving me? I want to encourage you before you try to go find that in some you know, you know, retreat trip or introspective moment or goal setting, uh, you know, type of mindset, go to God's word first. Everything that God is going to call you to do is going to be built upon the mandates and missions that he's already given us in his word. And all of us live under a couple very specific mission and mandates, and it starts in Genesis. So Genesis uh, kicks off, and if you're in your one-year Bible reading plan, hopefully we're all doing pretty good so far. We're just a week in. We're feeling strong. You know, it's like a good start to a, a diet or a workout plan, both I'm not aware of, but Bible reading plans I'm big into. And uh, and so I'm, I'm thinking we're pretty strong. We're, we're probably all hitting maybe seven out of seven so far, and uh, we're going we're to see where it goes from there. But uh, that means we've all read Genesis. It means we're all kind of gotten into those beginning mandates. And when God is creating the heavens and the earth, and when God is creating human beings, he then releases a mission and mandate about multiplying, about increase, about taking dominion, about ruling over this planet that God has given us. So we have this mission that begins and then doesn't take long. And unfortunately, uh, humans do what humans do. They sin. They 
they, uh, you know, sin enters the scene. It goes, uh, you know, kind of downhill, except for God has a remnant in Noah and his family. And through God's grace, God redeems, restores, renews the planet. And then Adam, or Noah and his family are getting off the ark and they're starting to uh, a new season of planet Earth. And God reaffirms the covenant with Noah in, in Genesis chapter 9. Verse 1, it says, then God blessed Noah. Someone say blessed. It says, God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. This is a mandate that you and me still live under. Be fruitful. Increase in number. You know, God, every time I was looking at it, I almost called this message increase in numbers. Because when you, when you literally search that phrase, it's all throughout the Bible, there is an association with the blessing of God and increasing in numbers. There, there's an increase that happens when God puts his hand on something. Sometimes people get nervous in these types of conversations like, oh man, is this, you know, one of those blab it, grab it, name it, claim it, faith, you know, uh, you know type of churches and prosperity type of churches. Well, I don't really like to put random labels on stuff. All I know is what the Bible is teaching. And when you look throughout Scripture, when God's hand is on something, it increases, it multiplies, and it fills. This is, this is the common, reoccurring reality of God putting his hand on something. And when God puts his hand on it, it says, oh, he goes, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth. But when, when it's, it's not just saying this stuff is going to be automatic. These are things that he's given us a mandate to do or to create. So God blesses and then he says, be fruitful. That is an active thing you and me are called to do. We have to create fruit. We have to cause it to come forth. The, the, the earth does not magically produce fruit for you. You actually create it. You produce fruitfulness. You, call, you plant a seed. You cause it to grow. You, you lean into that, and you actually produce fruit from the ground. You produce increase from the earth. God's blessing is on you, and then he calls you to be fruitful. He calls you to go and take dominion. He calls you to increase and to multiply. This, this whole concept is absolutely a bedrock and a call every single one of us have. Man, what's my mission? What's God want me to do in 2024? He wants you to increase. He wants you to multiply. He wants you to fill the earth, right? Paul, I think you're going to get it. I think we're going to get it. I think a few more verses, people are going to be convinced you know, what is your calling? What, what, is, what does God want in, in 2024? I know for sure he wants you to multiply. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to take dominion. He wants you to fill the earth. We're not here just taking up air. We're not just here on a random, you know, wandering through earth. We have a mission. We've got expectation from heaven. You know, sometimes... People can have this thought, well, you know, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do or what, if you perform, so to speak, well, because a lot of concern around the idea of performance and putting unnecessary expectations on people. 
But God doesn't seem to have that problem because he literally says you need to increase. You need to be fruitful. You need to multiply. You need to fill the earth. Right? So there is expectation that God has on us as believers that we actually have work to do while we're here on earth. We've got mission to do. We've got things to get after. So we can't just think like, oh, well, you know, you know, if, if life happens, cool. If it doesn't, no worries. If multiplication happens, whatever. No, no. We're all called to multiply. We have a mandate to multiply. And, uh, you know, even in the most expensive city in the nation, which has now been widely reported. Come on. How good is that? Man, we're thriving in the most expensive nation or planet. What is this? A state. City. I don't know what I'm talking about, obviously. Vocabulary. Yeah, I need more caffeine. That's the problem. Gio, you're right. I need a pre-workout. Hit me in between service. Yeah, let's go. Oh, of course you got a cup full of it. Let's go. Uh, yeah, that's why he was so amped earlier. He's got to hit the gym in about, you know, less than an hour. This is going to get wild. Um, but the, 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 even in a city like this, God has called you to thrive. God has called you to increase. He's called you to multiply. Blessing and fruitfulness um, come in a few primary ways. One is that the blessing of God comes on you because you're his, in his family, right? So first and foremost is that you have favor from your father that has nothing to do with what you do. So there is an element of that, right? There's love from God because you're just his, because you're his son, because you're his daughter. There is love, there is value, there is favor. You know, uh, you know, you Obviously, you love all kids, but there's going to be something different when it's your kid. You're going you're gonna to tend to prefer them uniquely because they're yours. That's an instinct. It's natural. Your heavenly father prefers you and favors you because you're his, because you're his child, your son or daughter. When you give your life to Christ, you're grafted into the family of God. And because of that, there is favor and blessing that comes your way that you don't have to earn. You don't have to try to maneuver it. You don't have to try to manipulate it. You got good things coming your way because he loves you because he's your father. Right? Uh, other ways that the uh, blessing of God also comes is when you do what's right. Okay? This is where there's a, a lot of the blessings and promises of God people love to claim come with a contingency situation. Right? The, the, the blessing of God hinges on things. Right? It's, there, there's, there's, uh, I love my kids and they have natural favor for me, but there's going to be additional blessing and favor when there is a responsiveness and an obedience to what mom and dad have to say to them. Right? And when they disobey, it doesn't mean I stop loving them as my kids, but there is going to be favor and there's going to be certain things that do not get given out. Right? That's basics. This is how God, so we can't have this weird idea. It doesn't matter what I do. God's just going to love me. Yeah, he loves you as a son or a daughter. He loves you as in there's an eternity because you put your trust in him. But there are things God wants to bring into your life that are only going to be in a response to doing what's right, living in a righteous way, living in a way that pleases God right? You want to walk in the blessing and the favor and the hand of God in your life? Do what's right. Do the right things. 
live in response to the goodness of God. Live in obedience to the, the truth of God's word. But you know, that, that's why it's so key that we read God's word every single day because I need to know what God says. Hard to do what's right if you don't know what, he, what the word of God says, right? So make sure that you're consistently engaging. And I love that the reading plan is right there on the Awaken app as well. Easy to engage with, easy to grab onto. Get God's word in your life daily, consistently, because I want to be able to know, man, oh, man, this is what God's word requires. Remember, uh, one of the youngest kings of Israel recorded Josiah. He was young, and the word of God is found in the temple. It had been neglected. It had been discarded, and they found it, and Josiah had the, the priest read it to him, and as he begins to hear the law, he begins to hear what God requires of his people. He tears his clothes because he realizes we are not living right. We are not living according to God's word. I'm believing for that kind of an awakening in America where America realizes, man, we are not living right. We are not living according to God's word. We got to make some changes. We cannot, as America, continue to claim the blessing of heaven and still continue to embrace some of the things that our nation does. So we have to, we have to continue to pray and preach the gospel so that our nation can wake up to the truth of God's word and begin to do what's right. You'll see the blessing of God in your life. The other one is from fulfilling mandates, right? So you have the blessing of God because you're his child. You get the blessing of God when you do what's right. And then you get the blessing of God when you obediently fulfill the word of God or the mandates or the mission or the callings that are on your life. So there are going to be broad callings, right? Increase, multiply, take dominion. Then there's going to be specific things that God speaks to you about. And I just want to remind us, when God speaks to you about something, it's not an option. I mean, you can pull a Jonah if you want to. I don't recommend that strategy. But when God gives you a mission, when God calls you, when God speaks to you about something, then we must fulfill the mission that God has given us. And there are going to be things that God will speak to you about specifically and say, hey, I need you to do this. I need your family line to do this. I need you to be about these things. I need you to solve this issue. I need you to speak into this situation. I need you to go after this career. I need you to uh, start this ministry. I need you to deal with this outreach. I need you to answer some things. You see, because God's planet, right? This is his, the whole world and everything in it. God's planet, God is constantly navigating what issues there are and who he is going to send to solve those issues, right? So you and me are here on this planet in this hour, in this era, in this year, in this season, because we have assignments to fulfill. We've got issues in culture that God is going to tap some of us on to go, hey, I need you to deal with this. Hey, I need you to step up in this. Hey, I need you to get a rally around this issue and this cause. And so we, have to, we need to be leaning in for that. Now, if God hasn't given you a specific thing like that yet, don't worry about it and don't think, well, I got nothing that God's told me. No, his will is in his word. We go back to the basics of multiplying whatever it is that God has given me right now. Whatever I have, multiply it, right? You know, when, uh, when Katie and I uh, first kind of made the move down here to San Diego a little over eight years ago now, one of the, the mandates, uh, 
God kind of spoke into our hearts was to make a million disciples. I was like, well, that sounds like a lot, you know, and uh, that's a lot of coffees, you know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> you know, one million times about four and a half to five dollars, you know what I mean? That's going to be a lot of coffees, a lot of discipling. And, and then that was right around the time when God had uh, dropped the Following Jesus book into, into kind of our heart and spirit, and we released it shortly thereafter. And uh, it's, it's fun to see now this and kind of the supported resources. I, I was just doing some calculations last night. We've just reached over 600 and uh, about 620,000 people as of the last eight years have engaged with this book, the Bible reading plans related to it, the apps, the resources. And so I'm on a mission to a million I, maybe two, three years probably till we get there. Maybe sooner, we'll see. But the, the truth is, the truth, then, then I'm going to say, okay, what's next, God? Well, what's the other thing? But you, but you need to be faithful to whatever mission God has given you because when I, um, once I, as, as things had kind of accelerated with, with kind of heading towards a million, I started getting this thought like, well, a million seems too small. You know, now it's the same thing with like, you're a millionaire. Well, that used to sound really cool back in the day. And now you're like, well, in San Diego, that's just getting started. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, so I was like, man, a million seems small, seems a little weak, seems a little lack of faith. And so I decided, you know, what? I'm going to change that goal. This was a couple of years ago. I was like, I'm going to change that goal to a billion disciples. Man, I want to profit. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't clap yet. Don't clap yet. Don't clap yet. I was like, I'm going to change it to a billion because I'm going to believe bigger. I'm going to see bigger. I'm going to, ah. And so then I started praying about this one billion goal, this come on, billion soul. And I was like, I felt no grace on it. I was like, oh, that's weird. I'm like praying, come on, you know, it's bigger vision. It's bigger dreams. We're going to do it. Ah. And I was like, nothing. And it felt so empty. And I finally felt the Holy Spirit say, I didn't tell you to make a billion disciples. I told you to make a million disciples. Do what I told you and then come back. Right? I literally, like, I had adjusted my document and I went, all right, back to a million. I had my, like, little goals, charts and stuff. I was like, back to a million. All right. But sometimes... We get ourselves hyped up, especially in a world where we can see what everybody else is dreaming, thinking, believing for. We start thinking, I got I to fulfill somebody else's mission, somebody else's mandate. But you got to, what has God said to you? What has God said to your family, right? What has God spoken to you? And I want to encourage you married couples as well, see yourself as a combined unit when it comes to vision. Right? We live in a very individualistic world that has this idea. It's like, well, you know, that's you know, his mission and vision, but what's mine? What, what do you mean? The two becomes one. Now, maybe you each have individual strengths, skills. You're, you know, there, there could be a various range of things that maybe you guys do as a family, but do not buy into a secular ideology that keeps you and your spouse separate in your thinking. If God has spoken to you, husband, about a mission or a mandate, guess what? That is your mandate as a family. That is your mission together. That is your assignment together. Do not go Christian feminist on us 
where it feels like, well, the wife has to have her own separate vision, mission, strategy in life, or otherwise she's not really, no, that, what, what is that? What is, what is that? That's, that's not healthy. You are together. There should be dreams you both are dreaming. There should be things you're both adding to the table and bringing in. But together, you are fulfilling a mission. Together, you have assignments that are on your life. Don't feel like it's two separate tracks when you're married. You are together, right? This is a little side note, but it's so important that you get in unity together about your mission and not feel like it's the husband and wife both on two separate tracks. That ended when you said, I do. That ended at the altar. Two are one. You build together, you lead together, you dream together. Your dreams are each other's, okay? That was for free. That was just a bonus. Okay. One of the key parables, no, there's only six minutes left? You gave me less time. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Matthew chapter 25 let me, let me just remind us, one of the key parables that Jesus teaches that I think gives us one of our best snapshots as humans as far as our responsibility and what God is going to expect of us when our life is done, right? Or he returns, or our life is over, whatever comes first, right? But in Matthew chapter 25, it's the parable of the talents. You guys have probably heard it. It's talking about money, right? Talents is, is a form of, of money, not, it's not talking about your physical like skills and abilities, although our skill and ability produces wealth, so there certainly can be some crossover there. Uh, Matthew 25, 14, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who calls his servants. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Uh, servants, he trusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags. Uh, and, to, uh, and to another, one bag each according to his ability. Not politically correct, but that is in the Bible, okay? Uh, then he went on his journey. The man, had the man who had received five bags, right? The socialists would be like, they all should have the same amount of money, right? That's like the liberal, communist, socialist ideology, right? This is already, Jesus is already not a socialist. We know that. This is a very offensive parable. Not only does he give them different amounts, he literally says, according to their ability. Wow, that's a little rude. I thought we all were the same. <laughs> Apparently not. Now, not, not different value, but ability. Now, sometimes your ability comes from your heavenly father. Sometimes we increase ability, right? So it's a combination of both. But to pretend like everybody is exactly the same, has the same ability, same, that's, that's nonsense, that's modern-day insanity. It's not Scripture. It's not Bible. And it gets people unhealthily unsettled and unhappy because they don't have something God never gave them and God never assigned them. What did God give you? Well, how, how come I'm not the five talent? I don't know. Take it up with God someday. Be happy with your one bag of gold, your two bags of gold, or your five bags. Right? Not a lot of applause, except Kaylee. <laughs> Kaylee's liking this. The, the reason why, because this is not common, you know, type of teaching. Everybody wants to think they're just legends. And you're a legend in the sense that God created you 
personally, specifically special. He loves you. He cares about you. He has assignment for you. But if you stay in your God assignment, you'll have the most joy, the most peace, and the most life that you can possibly have. All right. I need to keep reading. After a long time, he went away. After a long time, um, the, the master returned to his servants to settle accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with the five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. He's multiplying, right? His master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Notice this is now goes on to the second one. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. It's important to note here, God gives the same response to the two different people. He does not say to the second guy, hey, how come you didn't get to 10 bags of gold like the other guy did? He doesn't say that because that's not what he gave him. He gave him a certain amount. He expected multiplication and he did that. So his reward is the same. His reward, his honor from heaven is the same because God is not rewarding uh, on like uh, everybody has to measure up to each other. He's rewarding you based on what he gave you and what you did with what he gave you. So if he gave you one, he's not expecting the same thing as what he gave the 10. If he gave you two, he's expecting something different than what he gave the one. If he gave you five, guess what? He for sure is expecting more out of you than he did out of someone he only gave to. Does that make sense? Much is given, much is required, the Bible says, right? Okay. Where was I? Verse 23? Oh, no, yeah. 24. Then the man who received one bag of gold said, Master, I knew that you're a hard man. He starts going into a bunch of lies. Harvesting where you have not sown, gather where you have not scattered. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See here what belongs to you. Here's what belongs to you. He gives it back to him. His master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. Ooh, this isn't good. Uh, so you knew that I had harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered? Well, then you should have put your money on deposit with the banker so when I return, I would have received in the bank it back with interest. So take the bag of gold. This is more anti-socialism. Take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they uh, have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into darkness where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ooh. All right. Well, Happy New Year. This is a great verse. Man, uh, this is a powerful uh, parable that Jesus tells. And it's really, it really simplifies to me. When you get to heaven, when you're, when you're entering heaven and you're having to give an account this is what you can expect from God is not necessarily did you do as well or have as much impact as so-and-so. God's not going to care about that. 
oh, I've been trying to compare myself and compete and measure up and level up, and God's not going to be interested in that. He's going to go, hey, I gave you this. All right, tell me what you did with it. Not tell me what somebody else did. Not tell me what you did compared to anybody else. He's wants to know, what did you do with what he gave you? Did you multiply it? Then that's simple. It's going to be well done, good and faithful servant. There's going to be no comparison to anybody else on planet Earth throughout all human history. It's just going to be you and God, and, and compared to what he gave you, what did you do with that thing that he gave you, right? We have a mission and we have a mandate to multiply whatever it is that God has given us. Right now, what you have in your hand, you may feel like it's not a lot. It doesn't matter. You may feel like it's a lot. Amazing. Wherever you fall in the spectrum of feeling like, man, what do I have? What I don't have? Whatever you have, multiply it. Whatever you have right now, if, if you're working for somebody else, come on, multiply your efforts and grow that business. If you own your own business, awesome. Work hard, multiply what you have, increase in that. If you've got gifts, if you've got talents and abilities, if you've got writing ability and singing ability or production, whatever you have, multiply it. Increase it, grow it, expand it, develop those things that God has given you, and you will never have to worry about, man, what is God going to say to me at the end of my life? Right? He's going to say, well done. He's say, way to go. You did it. When Jesus returns, he's looking for multiplication. Okay, we can't expect God to be pleased with lazy, and it's just so interesting to notice that Jesus uh, in this story is condemning somebody who didn't even lose the investment, right? It's not like he's like, oh, man, I blew it, you know, at the casino. Uh, I didn't hit the jackpot. Uh, <laughs> and now he's like, he's like the prodigal. I was spending wild living. Uh, shoot, I got nothing to account for it. And, and then God would be like, oh, you're so lazy and wicked. I can't believe you did that. No, he's like, hey, I hit it, and here's it back. I mean, you kind of would think in modern, you know, it'd be like, well, you know, at least you didn't lose it. But that's not God's response. It's like, oh, you're lazy. Can't believe you did that. I gave you something on loan and you did nothing with it. You, gave, you, you produced no return on it. What has God given me in you that this is going to be a year where we need to put some multiplication efforts to it? What are, what are some things in this next year that we're going to put some vision to and believe? Hey, I'm going to, if God returns this year, I want him to see at least some interest at minimum. Yeah. At least. Yeah. But man, I want to see some multiplication, God. I, I want to be a, a, uh, the, the good and faithful servant at the end of my life where God's able to go, hey, well done. Where'd it go? You put it to work. And again, not in comparison to anybody else, because man, we get ourselves tripped up on this. Oh, man, my business isn't, you know, at this guy's level. Or, you know, I don't have the influence as, as she does. Like, stop that. Yeah. That stuff is craziness. That stuff is unhealthy, and it's unhelpful. The, the key is, what has God given you? And are you working actively on multiplying it and on increasing it and on developing it? That's my Mission, that's my call. That's my purpose. I'm going to wake up every day. Okay, God, what have you given me? It's time to increase. It's time to multiply. It's time to fill, right? I'm going to fulfill this mandate that's on my life. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, the team can come up and help.
encouraged me to wrap this up because I'm excited because we're going to uh, have the ministry team up front. We're going to uh, take anointing oil out. And as you're writing these, these things, these visions uh, down the card, I want to invite every single one of you to come forward. We're going to anoint that card with oil. We're going to pray with you. And before, obviously, with Shredder, we shredded it and you leave it, right? I did see one person, like, taking a picture of their Shredder card. That's not what you want to do, okay? <laughs> so if you're in the room, delete that photo. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but you don't need to remember what you shredded, okay? Just leave it in the Shredder, okay? Uh, but this is different. Vision card, vision is I want you to take that vision card, and I want you to keep it close. I want you to... It's in your Bible, it's on, on the fridge, it's on a mirror, it's somewhere where you're consistently reminding yourself, okay, here's what I'm going to believe for this year. Here's how I'm going to multiply what God has given me this year, right? And you may not feel like you have big, grandiose vision type stuff to write down, but whatever you have, your vision should be to multiply it this year. Increase it, develop it, take ground with it, take dominion with it, expand what God has given you, Amen. Um, you know, one of the things I, I think I said at the beginning, but you're going to find your greatest joy when you're fulfilling the mandate that's on your life. That's what's going to fuel you, right? And, and so, sometimes that's your physical work, like what you get paid for might be the thing that is your mission. And sometimes that's not, you know what I mean? Like there can be a range of how this works out and don't, don't sweat it. If your primary income is not coming from what you are most passionate about, that's okay. There's, there's no biblical rule that says that has to happen. You know what I mean? Like there can be work that you do to produce and there could be mission and mandates that you're connected to that may or may not link. Sometimes they do and that's awesome. But it doesn't always happen like that. But regardless, when you are doing those things that you know you're called to do, man, that, that's, when, that's when to me work becomes less like work, <laughs> right? And more like waking up every day to fulfill my God assignment. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to lean into the purposes of God. I want to lean in and multiply what I'm given. Every single day, I want to be able to give a level of account to God. Um, I'm thankful that God doesn't necessarily, I mean, you could kind of you check in with God every day and give an account, but he, he says, hey, at the end, that's when I'm going to settle things up, right? Because sometimes you're going to have good years and you're going to have bad years. And you're going to have increased years and you're going to have decrease. You know what I mean? But you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why I loved looking at the fruitfulness of the following Jesus, because in the last eight years, we've had some really great years financially and we've had some really difficult years financially, but the mission is still moving forward, right? So ultimately what I can, I can look at, regardless of, how great I feel like my year has been or struggles I've had or not have, I can look at and go, oh, the mission is expanding. And obviously that's just one element of it. Then we look at, you know, Bressy Ranch Campus. We look at Awaken as a whole. Man, the mission is expanding. People are being reached. Disciples are being made. The kingdom of God is advancing. And I may have good or bad seasons of that, but long-term, when I look over my life, when I look over the last eight years, Man, look what God has done. Look at the multiplication that God has brought. Look what his favor has done. But part of that is the intentionality every single one of us have to do to grab onto that mission of be fruitful. Increase in number and fill the earth. I love that. And the church ultimately becomes that because the Bible says 
the church is God's basically hands and feet. It's his extension through which he fills the whole earth with his presence. That's what the church is. That's what the kingdom of God does as it fills the whole earth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hebrews 10, 38. All of you stand with me if you're kind of done writing. Get ready to come forward here. I love Hebrews 10, 38. It says that the righteous one will live by faith. God says, I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. I want to encourage us not to shrink back or hold back from the missions and the mandates and the purposes that are on your life. Our team's going to get ready to pray with you, pray over you. I'm very excited about this. Get your vision cards ready. Get ready to believe for just a supernatural overflow in your life, the blessing of God on your life this season. But with everybody's head bowed for a moment and eyes closed, just kind of in a self-reflection, I want to make sure I give an opportunity uh, for anyone in the room who doesn't have the relationship with God right. Because that's where this all begins, is I've got to have a decision. I've got to make a decision. Uh, who is going to be the leader and Lord of my life? Am I going to allow him to save me? Am I going to allow him to heal me? Am I going to allow him to give me salvation? Because all of us because of sin are separated from God. There's only one way back to a relationship with God. There's only one way to guarantee heaven after on this life and in the life to come, and that is by giving our lives to Christ. So quickly, before we get into praying over your visions, on the count of three, if you say, Samuel, I need to get my life right with God. I want to start off the new year putting my faith in Jesus Christ, having him save me and heal me and bring me close to God. I want to just pray with you. If that's you around the room, one, two, three, just go lift up your hand. Let me know who I'm praying with. Making decisions. You're starting off the year in favor. Good. Good. Awesome. Anybody else? Good. Awesome. So good. Amazing. Okay, here's what I want us to do. Let's all pray this together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus to die on the cross for my sin and raising him from the dead to give me life. Today, I turn from my way and I follow Jesus with all my heart. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Empower me to do your will. You are my Lord in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.